Welcome back to more Money Minutes for Doctors. This is episode number 27, where we're going to talk to doctors about teaching your children about money. Catherine Vesna is here. I am the CEO and founder of MD Financial Advisors. And you know, as summer vacation starts, many of our doctors and our families are thinking about how are we going to entertain these children all summer long? Or how are we going to keep them from forgetting everything that they learned this year before they start school again in the fall? Well, you know what? This could be the perfect time to teach your children about money, about finances, and about the importance of savings. So whether your children are four years old and they're just learning how to count coins, or maybe they're 16 and starting their first summer job, there is never a wrong time to discuss money and savings goals. Now, for further questions, or if there's something you'd like us to cover in a future episode, please reach out to us at info at mdfinancialadvisors.com. And I'd be so grateful if you'd be willing to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media at MD Financial Advisors. Not only will you not miss an episode, but it also helps get the message out to other doctors. Now, I know we have a lot of clients who ask us how can they help their children start out on the right foot financially. Uh, many of our clients are saddled with a lot of student debt, and it's something that they don't want to happen for their own children. So sure, we can start 529 plans for children. We can start brokerage accounts for them. But really, the most important step is to teaching your children about money from a very young age. To me, this gets back to the main principle we try to get across to all of our clients, which is when you make choices about money, they have consequences both now and in the future. And of course, this is something you're trying to teach your children about all aspects of their life, but it's particularly important when it comes to money. And yet it can sometimes be difficult to get this concept across to a child, to get them to realize that the choices they're making about their money or their finances today is gonna to have an impact on their future. In fact, their entire future could be impacted by the financial choices they're making today. And this is a concept, by the way, that can be difficult for grown-up doctors, too. We say this to our clients all the time. All of our financial choices do have consequences. So we started teaching our own children about finances from a very early age. And I'm remembered about one very meaningful and emotional time for me. So we wanted to take our three young children to Disneyland, which we all know is a crazy expensive trip, but I felt like they really needed this experience. So in preparation for this, we we're talking a lot to the children about how we're saving up for taking this trip to Disneyland. And about that time, my daughter, who was five or so at the time, would enjoy going to yard sales with mom. As you probably know from previous episodes, I'm a big believer in thrift shopping. So we're at a particular yard sale and they had some board games there and the board games were really cheap, 25 cents of memory serves. And I thought one of these board games would be a great thing for, for family fun. I was gonna buy it, spend 25 cents on this game. And my daughter was quite upset. She kept pulling on my skirts and saying, mom, mom, are you sure we can afford it? And I thought it was kind of funny. Well, of course we can afford 25 cents. And then she said something that was very poignant can we still go to Disneyland if we make this purchase? And frankly, in some ways I was touched, I was heartbroken, I was sad, I was happy all at once. I had this whole mixture of emotions. On the one hand, I was really glad 
that she had connected the dots, which is if we make a purchase now, that may mean we cannot make a purchase in the, in the future. And I was glad she was thinking about it. On the other hand, I did not want her to be so anxious about it. So I assured her that yes, we could afford this. And yes, we could still go to Disneyland. But I thought it was a great opportunity for her to see that yes, what we do buy today can impact what we can afford in the future. So I want to talk about the method that we use with our, with our children. We call it the three jars method uh, to teach them about taking their money and using it more wisely. Now, maybe your children are babysitting and they're earning money there. Maybe they get birthday money from relatives. Uh, maybe they earn money for chores around the house. So however your children are getting money into their life, think about having them have three jars. And we're gonna divide the jars into these three categories. One is for charity. It might be church or it might be um, saving the whales or whatever is important to your family from a philanthropic standpoint. Another is long-term savings. And then the final one, which they're really gonna like is for fun money, just having a great time. Now, typically you can use piggy banks for these jars. You can use regular quart jars, uh, whatever you want that the, uh, your child can see easily labeled and they're out there. So they know exactly what's in them, I think is incredibly helpful. So our next step then is to set goals for each of these jars. And the goals have to do with what percentage you're going to take out of however they're earning your money and what's going into each of the jars. So one thing that we, you, we might do is 10% to charity. Uh, maybe that's, uh, to, like I said, to a church or some other um, group that you have a strong feeling about. 50% uh, for long-term, like college and 40% for fun. But once again, choose whatever percentages make sense for you and for your family. And that could be part of the discussions that you have with, the with your children. So they know that every time they get a $100 gift from grandma, uh, they're going to set 10% aside to their favorite charity. 50% is going to go into long-term savings for college or whatever long-term goal they may have. And 40% they can do with whatever they want. Now, it's important for them to know, though, that the more they save up that 40%, the bigger purchases they can make so that they don't blow it all at once. Now, one of the things I found that's great is if you're, say you're donating to your local church or synagogue, it's really fantastic when your child gets to put their own money into the offering plate. Or, you know, maybe your situation is you like the local animal shelter. So when you get your a donation to a certain level, maybe $100, you can take the entire family to the animal shelter or buy supplies and deliver those supplies to the animal shelter. So it makes it a lot more real to your child and they can actually see where their donation is going. Now, the fun money, of course, who doesn't love this? And by the way, since I use the same technique for adults, so that they learn that yes, they can have money for fun, but those doctors need to be saving up for their fun. So maybe for your child, they need a new Lego set or a bicycle, or that teenage daughter is going crazy over clothes and makeup, or maybe they really even want the latest iPhone. So this jar is incredibly important because sometimes they need to save up to buy that iPhone, or maybe they want new ski equipment. Whatever it is, probably the first one or two checks from grandma isn't gonna cut it. They need to be learning the importance of patience and waiting over time. 
this is where we teach them delayed gratification. Something that's very hard in our society today. Our children are not brought up with the idea of delayed gratification. So when your child comes to you and tells you they want to go to summer camp, and that wasn't in part of the budget, but they can certainly help uh, pay for that, teach them that oh, by saving money into their fund jar over time, they can get up to the amount that they need for summer camp or whatever it is. Or likewise, maybe this is a good time to teach them the importance of side gigs at an early age. Side gigs, by that I mean, maybe they can do chores around the house to earn some extra money. And anything that could help them get to their goals faster. Great time to strategize about how they could be increasing the funds that are gonna go into all three jars. Now the long-term savings, frankly, is usually for college. But if your family thinks it's important, you could consider this as financial independence money, because let's face it, it is never too late to start saving for financial independence. And I'll be talking about an idea in just a minute that we have for that. Now, once the dollars in these jars gets to a certain level, you may want your child to actually open a bank account. Um, I don't know what that level is. Maybe it's 500, maybe it's 1,000, whatever you feel comfortable with. And this is a great chance for them to learn about banking. What is a checkbook and even how to balance a checkbook or even how to go online and to see what the balances are in their accounts. Once again, it's all part of this great training, that giving them about their finances. It's such an important life skill. Now, especially when it comes to long-term goals, once again, when they're over a certain amount, whether it's 500, 1,000, 2,000, whatever you think, you might start suggesting opening their own 529 plans or even their own brokerage account. And this is where you can start helping your child invest their money to see how much faster it can grow when they're in, it's in the market and they can get some real firsthand experience about investing in the real world. So this is a good time to teach them about what is a mutual fund and how do you invest and how do you open up these accounts. And I would recommend some low cost ETFs if you're doing this and particularly ones that don't have a trading charge so that there's no real expense in getting them into it. But it's also gonna show your child that markets do go up and yes, they go down, but putting a little bit aside over time can help them reach their goals. Now, one idea that we've been using with some of our clients that I hope might work out for you is doing a Roth IRA. So once your children start actually earning money, they might qualify for a Roth IRA. So if you remember from our previous discussions, a Roth IRA is a special kind of investment account where you pay the tax up front, and then you never have to pay tax again. Here's how this would work. First of all, your child has to be earning money. So maybe it's babysitting. We actually had a client who had triplets and those triplets were in a TV ad. And so the triplets got paid some money from being models, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Because that money that was earned then qualified them for putting money into a Roth IRA. So these are post-tax retirement accounts. And of course, like all retirement accounts, there are penalties for early withdrawals. So you only want to put money in here that your child can really safely put away until they're retired. So we're talking about a very, very long time. So whether it's a summer job, mowing the lawns, babysitting or what have you, maybe even working for mom and dad's business, however they're earning money, 
this could work. Now, I would encourage you to work this out with your accountant because you want to make sure that you're dotting the I's and crossing the T's here. But your child can, could contribute up to 6,000 a year into their own Roth IRA, assuming they made 6,000 this year. Now, if they only made 2,500 from babysitting this summer, then they could contribute up to 2,500. Now, I love the idea of doing this because some of our parents will encourage their children to take their 2,500 and maybe save it for various things, our three jar method. But the parents themselves then will put the 2,500 into a Roth IRA for their children. And this has a huge impact on getting your own child to financial independence. So let's just say hypothetically, your five-year-old is modeling and has made $3,000 this year. And let's assume that we can get a 7.2% interest. I'm only using that number because every 10 years, if we have 7.2% interest on that money, the money doubles. So if your five-year-old just once put $3,000 into a Roth IRA and left it there, investing, earning 7.2% every single year, it's going to double every 10 years. And would you believe it that by the time they're 75, that $3,000 is actually going to be worth tax-free $384,000. Yes, I know it's astonishing, $384,000. That is just from one investment. So if you were doing this over a couple of years, you can see that by the time your children are ready to retire, they'd already have a head start on this because they started very young putting some money into the Roth IRAs. Now, one last story. Obviously, my children come from a financial family. This was a very important part of our life lessons. But when we, they were in high school, we wanted to take them to Greece to meet with their grandparents, back to the old country. And I noticed as we're sitting out at a taverna one day that they're getting in a little bit of an argument, a friendly argument. Um, as I said, they were all in high school at this time. And it was very interesting to listen into this argument because what they were doing were they were actually having a bet with each other on who was gonna be the first millionaire out of, our, out of our children. I thought it was hilarious. And that what's interesting now, all of our children of course are grown, is that two of our three children are already millionaires and the third is well on his way. So as a parent, I actually found that very relieving that my own children have their sense of financial security. They know how to take care of themselves. They know how to manage their money. They know how to bring themselves a sense of, secure, of security and that they don't have to rely on the bank of mom and dad. So in conclusion, no matter how you decide to teach your children about money, the very most important thing you can do is to lead by example. And I think that's important to let children know about the choices you're making. Yes, you wanna buy a vacation place, uh, but, and, but this vacation place is gonna be important expensive and that may mean you may not be able to take the kind of trips that you've been taking in the past or maybe your children can go to a summer camp for soccer but they can't go for summer camp uh, for soccer and for hockey they have to make choices and there's going to be pros and cons in every financial decision that you make so it's perfectly okay to let your children see some of your thought processes on the choices that you're making financially because it's gonna have a big impact on them and how they're treating money in the future. It's also good to let them know that you take advice from experts. 
you may be brilliant as a doctor, but you can all use some help when it comes to making good financial decisions that may be outside your expertise. And if you've been listening a while, you know that I have a passion for doctors and a passion for helping doctors get very secure financially. I grew up in a medical family and my stepfather was the proverbial rich doc on paper who actually turned out to be a broke doc. It was devastating to my family and I don't want that to happen to any of our clients. So if you have any questions about the things we've talked about today or the methods that we're using in this episode, or maybe you just want to put some of these steps into action for your own children, please reach out to us and we'd be happy to set up a meeting. Until then, please take care of yourself, stay healthy and prosper. 